The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash centralpa sportsmed to learn more. What's going on, great people, and welcome back to another exciting week of the PA High School Football Report podcast, where we talk to the top dogs across the Keystone State of Pennsylvania. I'm Nebby Asaz, here with my co-host and high school sports editor, Brian Linder. Brian, what's the word, my man? How you doing this week? Doing good, Nebby, man. It's it's uh, it's all over and done with, man. Regular season is behind us, and uh, now we're getting ready for the postseason, man. It's, it's, the season just flew by. We talked about this a little bit last last week. Um, you know what I want to talk about? We got we got a guy, we got a great guest coming up on here, but I think you should know about the uh, Nebby curse, man. <laughs> uh, let's, let's not talk about this. Man. I don't want to jinx anything. Yeah. <laughs> we got Finn Fermanick from, uh, am I saying your name right, Finn, your last name? Uh, Fermanack. Fermanack, see? Yeah. I'm in South Carolina. I mess up everybody's last name. You're good, you're good. He blames that on everything, Finn. I do, man. You from down south? We we say everything different, you know. So yeah. But Finn, I gotta tell you, there's, there's a nebby curse going on, man. It's like the Madden curse. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't I don't know if it's a good thing, then. That's not you gotta worry about, man. You gotta snap the streak, man. You gotta go out and play well. This. All all I'm gonna say is West Perry was nine and zero, throwing <laughs> everybody out the building, including Trinity, which almost beat Steel High. All and right. they went and played Steel High last week to go ten and zero, and I think Steel High still. I think Alex Irby just threw a touchdown a minute ago. Still, I think they still <laughs> score. <laughs> so allegedly, Brian claims everyone that comes on the podcast that I recruit to come on here ends up having a bad game, or their team ends up not winning after joining us on the podcast. But we're not going to jinx you, man. And luckily, nah, I got a bye week in the first round. Yeah, we got a bye week, so I think we'll take a week off from the curse. Yeah. Back on, it'll be away. On to the next person. Can't lose the buy, you know. You can't. Yeah. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see, Nebby. We'll see if he can save you. Look. So you guys got to got to buy. Who who will you guys end up playing? Probably we'll see. the winner of Mifflin County Altoona, right? Yeah. So I mean, Mifflin County and Altoona already played. I think it was a Altoona blew them out pretty well. So I'm guessing. I mean. Anything can really happen because Mifflin County got a good squad over there. I mean, so does Altoona. Yeah, Mifflin County's made look. Mifflin County, you know, had got a new head coach, and in their first year, man, they made some big improvements. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. Altoona, you know, they're not. You know, Altoona's been decent at times. Other times they've struggled. You guys, you guys played them both this season, right? Uh, we usually play Mifflin County every year, but this year we didn't play them. But we did. We beat Altoona fifty-five fourteen. This year, sheesh! All I'm saying is, you guys play Altoona next week. You struggle, Nebby. We ain't gonna be able to get another <laughs> guest on this podcast. Save our life, man. Hey, man. I kind of want to shine some some light on our guests here. As, as Brian alluded to, we got Finn Fermanac on here, but I don't think people really quite understand the the, the value of, of a quarterback that you are. Right? You're what six three, probably close to two hundred now, like a buck ninety six. Um, senior quarterback, star quarterback for State College. Brian, my first time ever watching Finn play 
was the game two weeks ago you sent me up to in State College, which I struggled to find parking for for almost an hour because it was Penn State's whiteout weekend, too. So everyone was getting ready for homecoming. Yeah, it was definitely packed. I mean, everyone was showing up. But um, nonetheless, you guys played Cumberland Valley. You trailed by 17 points initially. Um, and you guys came back and scored 35 straight points, end up winning the game 48-31. Finn had over 300 yards of offense in the first half, ended the game with 418 yards total offense. So, I mean, Finn, what was that game like for you? I mean, just like I said last time we talked, I mean, the whole family came out for that game because I got a cousin up at Penn State. So I had a couple cousins out of town and out of state coming up. I mean, beginning of the game, we were definitely worrying a little bit, but like, we knew our coaches were setting us up and we knew their game plan would work. We just had to put the pieces together. And once we started going, I mean, as you saw, they couldn't really hold us and stop us. And we just kept going. So, Nevi, this is my first time really talking to Finn, but I actually know a lot about Finn from watching huddle film and stuff. I watch a ton of film, uh, film Finn. And Nevi tell you, even though I haven't been able to get to the games because, you know, several reasons. That Cumberland Valley game, I was watching at Texas NW. I, I watch, I get I get all my TVs going in here, which is insane, man. I got an insane we setup. The whole game. <laughs> yeah. It was a crazy game, but so the interesting thing to me about Finn Nebby is this. You know, even going into the season, Finn, I, I wasn't sure like if you were going to tight in or you know what was going to you know what your future was, right? And now I watch quarter. I think you can play quarterback. I think you can play a lot of different places, and and I think State College had an interesting situation at quarterback, Finn, because I would read the stat. I read the boss scores, you know, especially early in the season. And maybe this guy would have like 85 yards passing and a touchdown. He would have like 37 yards rushing and a mm-hmm. touchdown. And then like four catches for 90 yards. Like what, what was going on with the quarterback situation? Like you were, you were doing some interesting stuff to start the season. Like what was your role and how's your role evolved throughout this? I mean, last year, so I got hurt in the fifth game last year. So our sophomore year quarterback then, Owen Yurka, I mean, he took us to the semifinals. We definitely knew he was going to be a player. I think I performed pretty well last year as well. We knew it was going to be a little, like, somewhat battle, but we also knew we were going to use both of us because we both bring something new to the table. Mm-hmm. So, the like, beginning of the year, we split time for a little. I mean, we were blowing teams out, so, like, they were trying to get everywhere and, like, practice random things, new formations to see what we'll do best and I think as later season and then the later end of like the regular season I was more of like the quarterback one guy and then they would also put me at wide out when needed and when we want those formations that have worked well so people don't know you're you're what six four two oh five ish yeah I'm around six four two oh five so like you know never and I called you like state colleges Tim Tebow how to use you. You're running a lot. You can open it up. What's your 40 time looking like? Uh, be Last summer, I believe at one of the Bald Eagle camps, like combine thing we did with State High, I ran a 4.69. And you could sling it a little bit too, man. How far can you put it out there when you let it go? I'm guessing like, I've never really tested it, but I think like 65, 70 yards. Yeah, because you threw a couple nice deep balls, especially in that, uh, that Cumberland Valley. I, here, here's a question I got to ask you. I'm not even going to say which one because I don't want to pick on anybody, but Cumberland Valley had a corner, man. You guys were just roasting up and toasting up and putting on, on posters, man. What, yeah. what was going on there? <laughs> Did you guys see that mismatch? And that, 
That worked out well for you. There, you man. threw to his t- side multiple times, too. <laughs> uh, I didn't even notice that. I mean, I guess I remember our head coach, Lintel, he came to me and was like, he told me the cert. He usually tells me the players we want to like pick on technically and which one, I mean, we think we're going to beat pretty easily. And so I guess I, I guess I didn't even notice I kept throwing it to him. But man, go go watch your uh, go watch your highlights from that game because that poor kid. And again, I don't want to I don't want to pick on anybody, you know. Again, but, you know, it was one of the it was a classic uh, deal where you guys found a mismatch in that game and and really hit some home runs on it, man. But so I you know I asked you all that because I wanted to ask you like you play baseball too, right? Uh no, I did as a kid. Okay, I don't know why I don't know why I had the idea you play. Me. So you 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 want to play college football? Yeah. What do you think your like? What do you think your best net le, next level fit is? Because like, I think you can play quarterback in the next level, but I, I I you're a big guy who can run too. So like, I think you could maybe even fill in a number of positions. I, I don't know. What what are you thinking next level? And what are you hearing? And, and what are your thoughts about that? I mean, many colleges like some colleges reach out, talk about QB. Others reach out like as a wide out or like a H back tight end position. Cause I'm really, I I would say I'm pretty strong for like my size, and I'm, I guess I'm pretty big, so I think that I could evolve and like put on a couple pounds if they wanted me at H, but I can also play QB and wide out as well. Ben, if you don't mind just asking real quick, what are some of those schools that reached out to you and asked you to play those different positions aside from uh, quarterback? Um, let me think. Mm-hmm. A couple of the Ivy League have reached out, just playing like an athlete position. That's dope. Because I mean, going in like. I have a 4.1 GPA, so I was like, the Ivy League definitely like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, um, like some MAC schools and some smaller, like, lower Division ones have asked me to play, like, the athlete position because it opens me up to, like, evolve there and see where I best fit there. Brian, we got a scholar here, and we're going to talk more about your academics because that's pretty impressive to have a 4.1 and play football at the same time. But we're going to take a brief uh, moment here to acknowledge our sponsor, UPMC and Pinnacle Health, and we'll be right back. The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash centralpa sports med to learn more. Brian Finn just told us he has a 4.1 GPA. Um, a lot of people don't even know that you can get over a 4.0 in high school and in college. Um, yeah, I didn't shoot, man. I didn't think you could get over like a, you know, I thought like a one was like a 100 when I was in school. <laughs> I had them zero point whatever. So, that's how I ended up in a high pay in journalism. Listen, Finn, for someone who didn't even go to college, I, I'm going to be completely transparent with you. Brian is the best writer I've ever met in my life. I'm not just saying that because he's my editor and my boss. I'm saying that because when I first started with Penn Live Finn, I'm going to be transparent with you. There were times I would be in my car for two hours after a game and I'd have like writer's block and I'm like, man, and I'd, I'd submit it to Brian and in 15 minutes he'd make a, a complete Shakespeare story out of it. To be clear, I, I did go to college. I just didn't get a, a journalism degree. I went to the mighty USC Salkahatchee. Think about that now. That's amazing. <laughs> That's a sad, I mean, just huge campus. You know, right there in the middle of Walterboro, South Carolina. So, nonetheless, we're going to carry on with Finn here. And so, so I want to ask you this, Finn: 
what are some things you like to do aside from football? Who's Finn Fermanac at State College High School? Because having a 4.1 means you probably, what, go to tutoring and probably help other kids out. You're probably involved with some clubs and organizations on campus. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, like, I was, I'm definitely in, I'm not really in many clubs because I do also play basketball. So I'm okay. relatively busy. But I was in Pulse, which is like a athletic, like athlete leadership group at the state at state high and so i helped out with like the community i mean definitely something that like drove me to get a like good grades was my sister she like she set the standard for me she was an athlete she's playing division three field hockey in babson right outside of boston and so i mean she had a 4041 same thing so like i just knew i had to keep up with her and i mean definitely a challenge and competition i definitely want to be the smarter one and a better athlete, which is definitely <laughs> competition in the family. You know, what I, what I wanted to ask you, Finn, is, you know, I've been to a game or two at State College, and, and I really like the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you got the Nittany Lions right there in the back, in, in, in your backyard. And it's an interesting kind of, you know, what's it like to play football there? What's it like to be a State College old line and to be a part of that program? And, to, and, and when you guys are go, going good, doing good in that town, you know, what's it like to, to be there on a Friday night? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's the best high school, like, environment I've been to. It's crazy. Ever since I was a little kid, I dreamed of playing there. And it's definitely, like, crazy playing there and seeing that I'm almost done with it. But, like, as State College as a whole, it's definitely a football town with Beaver Stadium right up the road. I mean, there's definitely a lot of buzz on Friday and Saturdays about football. I think it just helps the environment Penn State has brought, and same with State High. Have you, have you lived in State College your whole life? Yeah, I've grew up. I'm live like ten minute walk from Beaver Stadium, ten minute walk from Memorial. So I'm like right around everything. Are you a Penn State fan? Yeah. <laughs> well, what's it? What's it like growing up there, man, with that team and and you, you know, right there in the backyard too. I I I just think it's kind of neat to be playing with. It. You grow up, you're a fan of a team. A lot of times, guys who are fans of a team, that team's hundred miles away, two hundred miles away, three hundred miles away sometimes, and this. This team is probably five miles away from wherever you live, or whatever, or ten, and and uh, and 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 they're right there, and you're playing in their shadow. And I'm sure you've been to a lot of games. Just, just what is it like being a fan of them and growing up right there in, in their backyard? I guess yeah, I've always grew up like Saturday morning. I I walk up to the stadium, hear like all the noise, all the students going crazy. I've always envisioned myself like playing football all my life because it's always been there. Um, I mean, the environment up at Penn State is crazy. I think it brings it down to the state high where I think we got the one of the best fans and, like, we get a bunch of people to show out because of Penn State and their success and also our success. You know, Brian and Finn, I went to undergrad in Maryland, and so I lived in a place called College Park, which is a college town. You know, University of Maryland is right there on Baltimore Avenue where I live, so I could walk, you know, a mile and a half down the street and be at UMD, and I used to catch a few football games and I, I remember thinking to myself when I first transferred out to, to go to school there, because, you know, I come from Harrisburg, which is a small city. Um, I was like, man, this is my environment and atmosphere is ridiculous, you know, especially on games where University of Maryland played. I remember I saw them blow out Towson by 60 points. And then two Fridays ago, I go to State College for the first time to cover a State College high school football game. In that football game, Brian felt like I was in a college stadium, you know. And then on top of that, it's neat. yeah, it's, it's it's extremely neat. And then on top of that, it was the whiteout weekend, like I talked about. 
And so that's that's very cool that you get to, you know, witness that and grow up around that fin. Sorry about the Ohio State Buckeyes, man, and what they did to Penn State. But <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a tough topic right now for the whole city. Hey, I'll ask you one more Penn State. Do you, do you have, like, a favorite Penn State player? Um, so I've always worn two as my jersey number. So I always like players that wore number two. I think Marcus Allen, the safety, I think he plays for the Steelers now. I would say he was he's probably been my favorite player at Penn State. Let me ask you this, Finn. I want to kind of go back to this year's team and what makes you unique and special. Um, you you got guys like Steven Skirtis, who's a standout DN tight end. Deontay Sheffy, who's a freshman and has another three years to go with the state college team and growth and improvement. I mean, he's already legit. And then you got a guy like Ty Salazar, mm-hmm. who you slinged at, what, 89 yards to for the first score in that Cumberland Valley game. What, yeah. what makes this team unique? And talk to us about the offensive and defensive threats that you guys have that can make it dangerous going into the playoffs here. I mean, we knew coming into the season we had a bunch of guys coming in, multiple guys getting D1 looks and offers. I mean, and one thing our coach always said was, like, potential never won us again. We always knew we had to still put the work in, but we knew we had the talent, the players on the outside, and, like, the front, where we knew we can win games if we put all the pieces together. I mean, O-line, they've been remarkable this year. We have both the Dentures and then Melito at center and multiple people running the tackles. And then the wideouts, I don't think, I mean, they're all crazy fast, and they know what to do every play. I think we're just both sound on the offensive and defensive side. Debbie, the Dentures are fun. Michael Michael and Thomas Dentcher, mm-hmm. like, nice guys, you know. Um, but, man, you turn on the film. Those guys were, like, 6'5 and not, like, 6'2 or 6'3. They have, like, huge college offense. But they still got – both of them got a, a couple good ones. They're bullies, man. They're bullies, uh, uh, Finn. Yeah, they're the nicest guys at school. Like, you walk around, they're the nicest people. But once once those pads go on, they're the, not the people you want to mess with. I'll tell you who else I like that we didn't mention is uh, J.W. Scott. You know, he's a guy that played linebacker and played defensive end, I feel like. And, and man, he, he thumps guys for you, too. Yeah, me and J.W. have been gotten real close the past two years. And he's a player. I mean, he, he even played a little bit of offense. You can see his athleticism and his versatility where he can play both sides of the ball. And he's going to definitely do something at the next level. And I'm asking one more. You know, Debbie mentioned Deontay Sheffy, And that's a freshman who, guys, if you haven't seen his name, you know, he, he's among the leading rushers in the mid-pin. And State College has played a tough schedule, right? playing in the mid-pin Commonwealth. So he hasn't, you know, he hasn't put up numbers against, you know, any kind of pushovers. Uh, when did you guys figure out then that this kid was going to be who he's been for you guys this year and give you guys a chance to maybe open up the offense and do some different things? I mean, ever since, like, eighth grade last year, I remember going to a game, seeing him expose other teams. I mean, they're eighth graders at the time. But once he came in for summer, he's just, I mean, everything. He knew, like, his mental game part of the game is very crisp. And, like, you don't expect that from a freshman coming in. I mean, you can definitely see his athleticism, but, like, his mental part definitely helps us out a lot. And once, like, I think I want to say the Penn State 7-on-7, seven seven, he played a little bit of, like, slot receiver for us. You could see he was just making big plays after big plays. And we knew, I knew, once he started doing that, and once he went into that 
running back position after the first game, I knew he was going to be something special for us and open up our offense. You know, Brian, my first encounter with Sheffy was, like I said, at State College, watching that Cumberland Valley game and watching him open up with a 93-yard kick return for a score. So the kid is special. He got some jets. He can play, and he's definitely one that makes the offense a lot better when he's out there on the field. Some people just come with that if fact, the right fin. People come with it or they don't. He's one of those kids who possesses it early on. I want to ask you this. You guys have a perfect regular season, 10-0, and 7-0 and in, in your conference. Um, what was that grind like? I mean, how do you guys get the job done? What were workouts like in the offseason headed into the season? Because last week on our episode with Marcus Quaker, Brian and I talked about how championships and great postseason runs are won in the offseason, right? They're won in seven-on-sevens in May and in June and in the weight room and in the classroom throughout the regular season. So what was it that you guys did, and how did you click as a unit to come together and really pull out a perfect regular season? I mean, throughout the summer, one of our assistant coaches, Matt Bainey, who played at Penn State and was also a strength and conditioning coach at D1 football teams, he set us up with a nice plan in our fitness. Coach Schwager also set us up with a nice plan in the weight room, which has really led us from causing like no real like serious injuries this year, which has helped because if you're healthy and your whole team's healthy, it's going to help you a ton. And then, I mean, like, football practices, we started just, like, little, like, no pads, just messing around, working on the small things in the summer. I think we grew, like, as a team, our team chemistry. I feel like everyone on the team is friends with each other. We all know each other pretty well, and I think that translates to the field. I think it will help us along the way as we keep going through the playoffs. That's amazing, man. It's been a little bit of a different year now. Like I felt like last year, State College kind of really built, you know, and 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 really peaked at the right time right. and made that run to the right. semis. And this year, man, they've just kind of steamrolled almost everybody. I mean, if, I mean, Finn, you guys replaced some pretty good players from last year too. So, I mean, what's the con? You we're talking about you guys are in a bye week right now, but what's the confidence level like with this team right now? Get ready to make this playoff run, man. I mean, we know. We're ready for any team that comes for us, and we know we have a big target on our back now that we went undefeated. But our confidence is up. I feel like we don't want to be too cocky, but we also want to play it confident because play confident, you'll win most football games. And that um, I think it will translate to the playoffs, and we'll just keep going as long as we keep winning and keep trusting what our coaches are telling us and what we're doing. I, I don't think there's a team in PA that can really, like, expose us i think our coaches set us up pretty well every week for a game plan very well said finn um before we let you go this is something brian and i do every single week with each one of our guests that come on here and we like to ask what words of advice wisdom tips would you give to all the players across the keystone state listening to this podcast and people aspiring to play high school football in terms of academics you got a 4.1 gpa (laughs) in terms of just being the guy on the field and just being a dependable leader what would you tell them i mean really just don't take anything for granted because last year i mean you never know when your like last snap will happen for that year last year i went down in the fifth game Mm. i mean i didn't take i knew it was it was definitely tough on me but in the summer in the spring i definitely worked pretty hard and i feel like I'm going to tell the younger kids and the kids coming up to high school, always like make everything the best you can and always put your 100% effort 
as like you only get four years of high school football and some most people don't play at the college level. So you got to take advantage of what is given to you. Very well said, Finn. We really appreciate you coming on and joining us this week, man. Take some time off, relax those bones and those muscles during this bye week, but hit those practices hard and we can't wait to see what you guys do out there. The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash central PA sports med to learn more.